Did you hear something? No. Hmm. Did I? I don't know. Heavenly shades of night are falling. It's Simpsons time. It's been such a long time since I've talked about a Sideshow Bob episode and the convention of Sideshow Bob episodes generally. Um, so I'm going to just go ahead and discuss the absolute masterpiece that is episode 56, Black Widower, uh, which occurred in season three um this is the second appearance of sideshow bob as a central character in the simpsons the first one having been you know his his whole debut as a villain when he frames crusty and you know that beautiful episode that kind of set the stage for many many things in the series um, this is the one where he marries Selma and plots to kill her and a very, very intriguing mystery unfolds that Bart has to solve. I made some mention last week of the Krusty episodes being about Bart as well as about Krusty and I think you can say the same for a lot of the Sideshow Bob episodes because of how badly Sideshow Bob wants to kill Bart <laughs> uh, for mu much of them. Um, but in this one, he really doesn't want to kill Bart. He wants to kill Selma. Uh, it's such a well-done story, but I never really understood why he would want to kill her um, beyond just the fact that he's evil. <laughs> she doesn't have that much money. He, she does, uh, when their pen pals mention that she has a hobby pursuing frivolous lawsuits so maybe it's for that uh -huh. or maybe it's like exacting some kind of revenge on bart i don't know um dude it's just so great it was written the story was actually written by michael chastain who's a real mystery writer and he was brought on by sam simon who thought it would be a good idea to have a real mystery writer who writes mystery novels um, devise a great story for Sideshow Bob. And the actual teleplay was written by John Vitti, who is in the pantheon of amazing Simpsons writers all the way from the beginning. It is absolutely gorgeously done uh, in ink and paint. Beautiful colors, beautiful shadows, and it's one of many in season three that are amazing anyway, but they just don't have to be that beautiful in order to be a great episode. But they are, you know, they're just everything about it looks 
cool. The colors are, you know, very subtle and great. Um, and the poses are very funny and fluid. Uh, David Silverman was supervising director for the first time on this one, and he out and out um, directed it as well. And he had help, um, as people on The Simpsons often did, from Brad Bird, who is a consultant, or used to be, and whose name is spoken in hushed tones in The Simpsons camp a lot, um, because he is revered as one of the geniuses of animation. He works at Pixar now, and he was responsible for uh, many Pixar movies that became famous, <laughs> um, as you may have noticed. Uh, but Brad Bird designed Sideshow Bob in the beginning. He was the one who actually came up with the way Sideshow Bob looked. Um, and he laid out a couple of scenes here in this episode, including the one where Sideshow Bob is smacking the bellboy around and asking for a room with a fireplace um, while Selma is videotaping that. You remember it, the videotape pans across and you see the great vista of the rolling rock and the falls and all of that and then you see Sideshow Bob yelling and screaming at the bellboy because the room doesn't have a fireplace uh, which of course is what he's going to use to try to kill Selma later after MacGyver which is the only time that she lights a cigarette um, other moments of cartoon beauty in this one uh, are the shimmer that you see like over the screen when when there's gas in the room towards the end that's like i thought that was a really pretty touch uh when sideshow bob and selma are getting married there's like kind of heavenly light beaming through the stained glass window which i don't think i've ever seen again in the simpsons that was you know just just for that one shot they had that uh, and then they have this really great color and shadow um, when the two of them are riding in the horse and buggy driven by Barney. It's supposed to be romantic. And then um, there's the little foreshadowing at the end of that one. Sideshow Bob, you know, is like, oh, now I'm going to kill you. Um, but I don't know. I mean... So much is accomplished in this show. It's, I think, maybe shorter than some of the other shows because there are four commercial breaks. Um, it clocks in at a little over 23 minutes, which I think is standard, but there are, however, four commercial breaks. I don't know if they just wanted to break them up like that uh, for dramatic effect. Um... In those 23 minutes, my God, you have the relationship between Sideshow Bob and Krusty, which is uh, pretty formidable. The fact that they're so quick to forgive each other because, you know, they made each other famous is very, very much a part of both of them. Um, and, you know, that sort of ironic joking about Hollywood that The Simpsons is so good at. 
Um, you'll recall that Sideshow Bob comes on as a guest on Krusty's telethon and they hug and it's like all is forgiven then. Um, but that is after Krusty awards Sideshow Bob the Emmy for best supporting, you know, like a uh, cartoonish person in a show. And he beats out Droopy Drawers and Pepito, the biggest cat in the world, and, you know, all those other people. Um, they have that little back and forth about how much they hate each other. But then Bob comes back on the telethon and everything is fine. There's a couple just completely genius American uh, vernacular, American colloquialisms in the dialogue, um, which I don't know who's responsible for. If it's John Vitti, my hat's off to John Vitti. If it's George Meyer or John Swartzwelder, my hat is off to them equally much. It's gotten to the point where I try to think about who might have written each individual line when I watch The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, like trying to understand who was in the writer's room. Um, the two that made me laugh the most that I'm thinking of are Homer rhapsodizing about the cocktail weenie sauce um, when he's suggesting what food should be served at the wedding when he goes... Uh, Looks like ketchup. It tastes like ketchup, but brother, it ain't ketchup. Um, and the other one is uh, at the telethon, which, by the way, features a wonderful um, Al Hirschfeld-style drawing of Krusty by David Silverman, who's an Al Hirschfeld fan and who always likes to do those. Um, Bob says something like, oh, I'm so sorry I put you into prison and... And Krusty goes, hey, if they open the books on this telethon, I'm right back in there. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a joke that seems more likely to be done by Al Jean and Mike Reese, who used to write for Johnny Carson and are very much in that seamy underbelly of television humor. Um, there is a running gag in The Simpsons that people don't often talk about, uh, about award statues and... Um, when Sideshow Bob is in jail and his Emmy has to be confiscated, that's a good example of that. You also see um, a joke about the Grammy in Homer's Barbershop Quartet. There is um, the award statue for belching that Jay Sherman and, and Homer fight over. There are many different award statue jokes in The Simpsons. Um, and... Uh, there is one in this one, of course. Um, you know, we see the ineptitude of Wiggum, who by mistake blows up the hotel room with his cigar stub, even after the crime has been solved and the mystery has been solved. But really, most of all, there is the genius. I don't use that word lightly, but in voice acting, he is a genius, uh, Kelsey Grammer. Um, you know, just he's such a great character. I love how 
he pronounces everything right in other languages. He's just completely confident in delivering these lines um, in the mouth of this upper crusty, you know, extremely intelligent criminal mastermind sideshow Bob. I laughed a lot that on this viewing of um, in voiceover, he's complaining about the crowded prison system. And he's like, you know, in the overcrowded prisons, we became little more than animals. <laughs> and, he, and there's a flashback to him complaining that someone took his chapstick. And uh, another inmate is like, oh, I did. Here you go. And he goes, I don't want it illustrating how disgusted he is with the prison system. Um, the last thing I'll mention in today's Simpsons time is the shudder vocalization that Kelsey Grammer does when Selma asks Sideshow Bob to rub her feet after sex uh, is the one that is used over and over again later on in Cape Fear when he's stepping on the rake. Um, when he's in the bathroom washing and Selma asks for a foot rub, he goes, Ugh. and that's, that's the same one. Poor Selma. Whoa. <laughs> Poor Selma, right? This has been Simpsons time. Thank you for listening to Simpsons time. I know I stand in line until you think you have the time to spend an evening with me And if we go someplace to dance I know that there's a chance you won't be leaving with me Something stupid like explode you I love this song, it's hard to talk over it Thanks for listening to Simpsons Time Through the Debigulator for today, for this week, I'm Amanda Nazario. I will talk to you next time. Uh, and I thank you, as always, for your continued support for my Simpsons obsession. If you have anything to say, you can drop me a line uh, at the playlist to this podcast. Which is accessible this way, wfmu.org slash playlists slash sy. And that'll about do it. Talk to you next week. Bye. Saying something stupid like I love you